I feel good sometimes I don't like Thank you. This is America Hey cutie, hey, you're cutie. looking kinda nice. nice I would write a song for you, but I don't ever write What's up everybody, my name is Lamar Griffin You are now tuned in to the podcast Let's Talk More Do Based off of my upcoming book Let's Talk More Do The title is self-explanatory. This podcast will have interviews and different topics about how to chase your dream and follow your goals and do what you want to do and not let not let anyone stop you, man. I mean, it's it's easy to talk about trying to get something done because I've done it a million times myself, which is why I'm writing the book and talking to the people I'm talking to. This is the first episode. This is my first podcast. I'm going to be dropping these podcasts as I interview different people for the book, as I'm writing the book, just more content, more information for anyone that cares about, you know, trying to figure out how you can take steps forward in your life or your career or in what you want to do. I got to sit down with Asia Evans. If you don't know who Asia is, you must have not watched TV the whole entire Winter Olympics because she was definitely uh, someone that they keyed on because of, you know, her hard work. She is stunning, and yeah, she's from the shot town. So I mean, you, it's just it's just hard not to keep the camera on her. Big moment for Asia Evans, right within sniffing distance of the medals here. Black children, other minorities from urban areas, they don't know the power that they have. She has to believe in herself and to go the extra mile when everybody else didn't want to. She is the engine that drove her bobsledding team to an Olympic bronze medal in 2014, and now she's revving up once again. This is Asia Evans. I really, I'm excited, I'm excited to share this with you guys in my first podcast because she was really honest with us. She was really honest with me for the book, for you guys, and I think, I think a lot of what she said, a lot of what, uh, a lot of things that she said to me can help a lot of you guys and you know whatever you're trying to do and remember like her story's not finished that's that's the thing about let's talk more do it, it, if you're going to do you have to do forever this interview took place in lakewood colorado during the podcast you'll hear asia talking to me actually in the interview we were face to face we were in the same space it was really it was a uh, it was awesome it was epic it was it was legendary for me. So that's why I want to bring it to you guys on my first episode. Uh, these first couple questions, I asked Asia to explain who she was, where she is from, and what family meant to her. Okay, so my name is Asia Evans. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Chi-town girl. Southside, like a legitimate Southside, a legitimate Chicagoan. Went to Morgan Park High School at um, the University of Illinois. Growing up in Chicago, my mom and my dad got divorced when I was like four. So uh, my mom really raised my brother, my sister, and I have an older brother. His name is Fred Evans, and I have my younger sister, Rachel Evans. You know, growing up, my mom was so, just such a big influence. Like, she did everything. I just remember feeling like she was a superhero. Like, literally, um, both my brother and I were heavy in sports uh, in high school, and so she was always taking us and making sure we were straight. I grew up. Um, in a few different neighborhoods, like 79th, 87th, 
had to travel by buses and trains at times and, you know, whatever, but... Okay, let me pause it for a second before we get too deep into it. When Asia is talking about her mother, you got to understand how she just said that. She said she remembers her mother doing everything, and to her, her mom was like a superhero. Just such a big influence. Like, she did everything. I like, think about how we view superheroes, like, now these days. Even me, like, you know, how you look at Batman or Superman or Black Panther or any superhero, whoever you want to look at, like, how you view them. Asia grew up seeing her mother do that. So in that light that her mom was in, like, it was it was bigger than life. Like, she knew, she saw what hard work and dedication was like. All right, let's continue. I did track and field growing up. I was traveling, I was training, I was setting goals, I was doing all these things, so it kind of gave me a little blindness, yeah, a little focus. So when Asia's talking about what she did and setting her goals and being focused, and especially her track career, I think it's really overlooked. I mean, what you have to do to accomplish what she did in the sport of track and field is that's enough to be a story and an accomplishment and you could be done with your story at that point. I told her the title of the book and I asked her to elaborate. Like when you hear less talk, more do, what is that kind of, what is that spark in your mind? That's like my mentality. Even so as when I hear that, I think about when I came into the sport of bobsled. So I'm this black girl from the south side of Chicago. Every interview I'm representing you, making you proud. Reach for the stars, so if you fall, you land on a cloud. Jump in the crowd, talk the lighters, wave them around. If you don't know by now, I'm talking about shot town. Track and field, you know, sprinter, shot put, kind of random phenom because I was five-time All-American, Big Ten record holder, three-time Big Ten champ, all in shot put, and then would go run to the blocks and be on the relays or going in a sprint event. And so um, I always had that power and that uh, competitiveness. In this next clip, you'll hear Steve Langton talking about Asia during their time at the Olympic trials. They were on a Google Air Hangout, and I got some of the audio. And if you listen closely to what Steve is saying, it is all so very, very true. Asia is so unique in the sense that power, speed, and everything she brought to the whole sport of bobsled was so, I mean, it was, it was kind of like the perfect storm, like the, like if there could be a perfect, like destruction machine of a weapon, she was it when she came into bobsled, not unknowingly, because as you hear Asia talk about in most of the podcast, she didn't expect to do bobsled, so the fact that she was the right size, the, the, incredibly amazing strength the speed and the skill to be able to do bobsled so the way steve starts this this talk off and when he's discussing asia's abilities and talents tells you a lot about what you need to know about bobsled in general all right yeah bobsled tends to be one of those sports you you either can do it or you can't and if you can't do it um learning how to push the sled isn't too hard like asia for instance in her first season in my eyes was hands down after two months, the best female break woman in the world. Um, so yeah, like she said, it takes strength, it takes speed, and you have to be big. Um, girls are about 170 pounds, guys are 225 plus. 
So, <laughs> Steve, you, you read all these quotes about Asia, about just her natural ability, and you referred to her. Her college track coach said she is is not a track athlete who is performing in the bobsled. She is a natural-born winter athlete and just a, really a freakish talent. You are a, a, as well positioned as just about anybody to to give us a feel for what makes her such a special talent. Can you talk about having just watched her development? Uh, what makes her so unique? Yeah. Um, well, obviously, she has very good genetics, so she should probably thank her parents. Um, but the combination of size, so she's 5'10", the combination of size, um, she's one of the very fastest girls we have, um, speed and, and strength, she's probably the strongest girl we have. Is it's That's really rare. Um, usually you have one of those things or sometimes two of those things in one person, but to find all three um, it is is really rare, and I, that that's what makes her so good. That's our sport to run as fast as you can or push the sled as fast as you possibly can for 30 meters, and she was definitely built to bobsled. Being an athlete myself, when Steve says Asia was built to bobsled, I think anyone in the world can see that, and I totally agree with him 100%. That's what makes her so good. That's our sport, to run as fast as you can or push the sled as fast as you possibly can for 30 meters, and she was definitely built to bobsled. It would seem that if Asia and bobsledding was the plan all along, but if you listen to Asia in the next clip, she opens up about how she even got started with bobsledding and how she got into the sport and like how everything came about because bobsledding was not the plan all all along for Asia. Check out this next clip and listen to Asia talk about bobsledding and how everything came about and you know kind of her her mindset on it. When it came to bobsled, I had never did that. Like I've never done bobsled, so I went from doing track and field as the only sport to wanting to win an Olympic medal in a sport I never tried, let alone it's not even the same season. How do you just be like, okay, so yeah, I'm going to go in this sport where people have been doing it all their lives or whatever the case may be and just want to boom. Could Asia get ready for an Olympic Games in two years training in a sport that you cannot teach yourself? I don't, you guys listening to this podcast, you are intelligent people. You cannot just go in your backyard and start bobsledding. You cannot teach yourself how to bobsled. I mean, I guess you could teach yourself how to do anything, but it is a very hard sport to know how to be good at if you've never done it before. And this was the case with Asia. She had never done the sport at all, let alone thought about doing a sport until her coach had told her about it and that, you know, kind of sparked her interest. So I asked Asia, how did... How did she approach training for something that she had never done before? Now, she's an athlete, so we know hard work is something that she's not afraid of. But how do you get your mindset and your focus set to do something that you have no clue on how to do? Because you guys got to remember, Asia hadn't even made the team yet, but she was already training to medal. Like, she started her goal was to medal i don't think i mean talking to her in this whole podcast her goal was never just to make the team and that's that says a lot about who she is in itself that the whole time we were talking about interviews her goal was never to make the team her goal was always to try to win a medal so that i think that in itself says a lot about her and it says a lot about her character so check out how she got mentally prepared how she got focused and a little bit about her training and how she went about her training. So going into it, 
what I loved the most and the best move I made was training with all football players. So my brother played in the NFL for eight years, seven of which were with the Minnesota Vikings. And so in the off season, we trained at home. He was trained at home in Chicago, uh, in the north suburbs at this gym called EFT Sports Performance. I started interning there, right? And then um, I was working, I was interning, and then they hired me, offered me a position and hired me to work there. And so after that, I was working with like all these kids, athletes, high school, collegiate, professional, corporate clients, and it was dope because I was like helping everyone accomplish their goals and their dreams they set for themselves, and it was like a really amazing experience, but it made me feel like I was missing something, like I was missing um, that for myself. Like I was like encouraging everybody else to do these amazing things and, and go after these goals, but like I didn't go after one of the biggest goals I had for myself, which was to you know, be this mage, this big time Olympian and Olympic medalist and, and just go for it. And so it messed me up that day. I came to that realization that night. I was like, damn, like, what could I do? This is about March of 2012. Asia set the bar for me as the writer of Less Talk, More Do. When she said that to me, it kind of, it stuck with me. It's, it's something that's going to be Every person that I interview for the book and a lot of the underlying tones that are going to be in the book come from what she just said. It messed me up that day. I came to that realization. But what she said is really, it's really the turning point in anyone's life when they decide that I need to go for what I want in life. There are a million different things that can happen to try to get you motivated, but until it clicks in your head that you need to go after your goals, no matter what it takes to get you there. And when it clicks, your dreams that you had in your mind become goals. And once they become goals, you can figure out how you can reach those goals. And I think that's a moment for everyone where that is a very vital moment for anyone who wants to do anything that they're kind of on the fence about. When it clicks in your head, in your mind, and you tell yourself that you want to do it, there's no one that can stop you after that. I think so anyway. Let's continue. It was no way I was going to make a London 2012 Summer Olympics in any type of event. And so I knew that was out of the picture. And then instantly, bobsled popped in my head. And I had a conversation with my coach uh, in 2010, my senior year of college. Um, it was around the Olympics. And he was telling me about the sport of bobsled and how they actually look for athletes like me, like power athletes. Um, you know, come from track and field backgrounds, football, all different sports. You know, he told me about Vanetta Flowers, athletes like Herschel Walker. Time out. It is Black History Month currently why I'm recording this episode, so it would be an injustice of me not to let you guys know who Vanetta Flowers is and what she did for bobsled and what she did as an African-American woman. Birmingham native Vanetta Flowers is an American bobsledder. Originally a track and field star, in 2000 she turned her attention to bobsledding and quickly became the top break woman in the U.S. At the 2002 Winter Olympics, Vanetta Flowers and teammate Jill Bakken won the gold medal in women's bobsled, making Flowers the first black athlete to win a gold medal in the Winter Olympics. Flowers is a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. I was like, you know, that's cool, but like, at that point, I saw myself as this Olympian in track and field. And plus, only thing I knew really about bobsled was cool runners. Like, so I didn't take it. Like, I was like, come on now, you can't. What I look like, that's not me. <laughs> After college, I graduated and I ended up working 
at EFT. And so I was doing all that stuff and I couldn't do it anymore. Like I wanted to do more. And so I, it was like that conversation popped up in my head and I was like, okay, let's do some research. So I was looking up as much as I can. There is no how-to manual on how to bobsled. Nah, that is a crazy sport. What? <laughs> There's no way to know how to do that shit before. Oh, is it okay if I Because <laughs> I'm like, there's no way I know how to do that shit before you get there. And so um, I was just like, okay, looking up as much as I could. And I saw that they had this combine coming up. I can get ready. A little less than three, like two and a half. I can get ready in time. The next day I went to the owner of the gym. His name's Elias. And I was told him about the sport and like that I wanted to pursue it. And he was like, Okay, I'll get you ready. And so I trained with all NFL players the whole off season. Our off seasons are the same time. So like it was during the summer when they're training. I got to train side by side with my brother, um, Matt Forte, Devin Hester, all these type of dope athletes. Skirt. Um, I'm from Florida, so I gotta shout out Devin Hester real quick because you know I never met Devin Hester, but Asia trained with him. So Devin Hester, you the man, one of the greatest return men to ever play the game without a doubt. Opening at the 25, angling to the near side, 30, blows by him out of the 40 near side, midfield. He's Here gone. goes Devin Esther, 40, 35, 30, 20, 15, 10, dancing to the end zone, touchdown! I had to put that Devin Hester clip in there because when Asia mentioned that she had trained with someone like Devin Hester who is arguably one of the greatest return men to ever play the game of football, I was a kick returner in high school, and I'm from Florida, and of course, Devin Hester played at the University of Miami, so a lot of boys like myself that played football in Florida were big fans of Devin Hester. He was almost like larger-than-life Elvis Presley rock star type vibe going on. Like Devin Hester is the epitome of what you would want to be when you're standing back deep at a kick return, and that was something that I played and something that I was pretty good at, so I had to drop that in the podcast for you guys, just a little backstory. In this portion of the podcast, I wanted to ask Asia if there had ever been a time for her where she was more of a talker than a doer, because less talk, more do is about, you know, going after what you want to go after and setting your goals right and actively seeking them and trying to get trying to make yourself better. But we all have moments where we talk about doing something and then we don't do it. I mean, I feel like that. I feel like everyone that's ever done anything great has had a moment at some point in their career or their journey where they talked about doing something and they really had the intentions of fully doing it and they didn't. So I just want to ask Asia, had there ever been a time like that for her? And if so, how she handled it? And this is what she said. No, I have a moment where I was more talking. It was about um, building the relationships with my teammates. Like, um, when I came in the sport, I was like, you know, trying to be this dominant athlete and I didn't really care about the outside. I was, I'm a very stubborn person anyway. I had a really rough first year in the sport. There is going to come a moment, I think, for everyone in their journey before you get to the point you want to be, to before you get to greatness, before you get to success, before you get to whatever levels you're trying to reach, I believe there comes a point where you fully break down and you fully have to commit and figure out if this is what you want. And if you listen to Asia speak in this next, this next part, you can hear that she knew exactly what she needed to do to try to meet her goals, to try to make them come true. And 
she had more motivation. So check it out. I was like, you know what? If I knew that if I left right then and there, I wouldn't be returning back to that sport. I didn't like it enough. I would be leaving on a sour note and I just would not be enthused about returning back. Like I would not want to be in that environment. It wasn't all bad or anything like that, but like it was not enjoyable enough for me to really fight through. You know what? I knew myself at that moment. I knew that how strong I felt. If I wasn't the fastest or not even if I wasn't the fastest, if I wasn't the fastest by a lot, if anybody was close to me, like I'd be mad at myself. To put that type of pressure on yourself in the environment that she was in is almost, it's unthinkable. You have to understand you were competing with, she was competing with the best female athletes in that sport in the world, around the world. So to put that type of pressure on herself just made everything harder, I think, in a sense. So that shows you who she was and what she was willing to do and how she pushed herself to get where she eventually got. If I wasn't the fastest, or not even if I wasn't the fastest, if I wasn't the fastest by a lot, if anybody was close to me, like I'd be mad at myself. So I had to really get in tune with myself, my energy and my vibes and like, and overcome it because at first I was in such a, a mindset to where like, if I do all these physical things, like that's gonna equal gold, that's gonna equal the Olympics and, and making it until like I realized that it was so, so much more. In this podcast, I always want you guys to understand that there are moments for these people that I'm interviewing that have done things that most of us couldn't even imagine doing that when you realize you were doing something right or wrong or something hit you, it really does hit you. And, and once you get it, you have to take that energy and use it for, for good. So if you do something bad, you have to understand that you did something bad and turn that into good energy. If you realize something good, you have to keep moving forward on that. You can hear in Asia Voice that she realized that she needed to do things differently to get where she wanted to go. If I do all these physical things, like that's gonna equal gold, that's gonna equal the Olympics and, and making it until like I realized that it was so, so much more. I asked Asia if she had any female role models and- So Jackie Joyner Kersey and then Venus and Serena. Those are, I still wanna meet them. Like those are my boos. They are such trailblazers, both of them. Like they just cannot cease to amaze me. Yeah. Dreams versus goals. So my take on dreams versus goals, one requires the action. Like if for a goal, you, it, was, it can start as a dream. And then in order to make it a goal, you have to act when the time comes. I can dream of being an Olympian. Like I grew, I grew up dreaming of being an Olympian, seeing myself on a pedestal. And you have to be open to opportunities too. You have to be open to opportunities and how they come up because I dreamed of being on the Olympian, but being an Olympian, being on the podium, but then it didn't become a goal until like I started realizing like the actions that needed to take place. Like I needed to have good grades in order to get a scholarship, in order to run track, which led to me meeting my coach who told me about bobsled, who, you know what I'm saying? You got to go with it. So like, I think it's like a dream can be what you said, like for sure. But I think a dream, a goal can start as a dream too. And the difference between the two is like the goal, you got to be action oriented and you have to act like you have to go with the, like when you get that feeling and you know, like you have to act on it. You can't just um, sit around and expect it to just come to you. 
In closing, I asked Asia to share with me what advice she would give to her younger self or younger girls or anyone wanting to figure out how to chase their goals. And what she gave me was, it was mind blowing. This next piece, you really have to hold on to it and listen to her. Someone who has won a medal for the country that I live in, that we live in, if you're in the USA listening to this. Shout out to all my international listeners as well. I love you guys. But if you're in the USA, she's won a medal for this country. So you really have to take this advice and really try to run with it and really try to take the knowledge that she's given out of it. Check it out. My advice for little girls and like what I would tell my younger self is to keep that fire and to go for it. Like I think a lot of times our like other people can project their fears onto you and it makes you discouraged when you set this crazy goal for yourself like it makes you discouraged and think you can't do it and you can I am living proof like I am living proof that you can set crazy goals and accomplish them like you can set really crazy goals and I think that if you learn to encourage yourself and not listen to all the the energy like sometimes you you don't have to yeah you don't have to tell everyone everything a lot of times when you talk to people, they'll try and discourage you, but you gotta realize what's for you is always for you. And no one else is gonna change that. And so you have to, um, to really fight for it and be your biggest cheerleader because we can be in our heads bigger than anybody else. Like we can discourage ourselves, talk horrible about ourselves, but if we start uplifting ourselves and, and pushing it, pushing yourself to do it, making yourself get up and, and go work out or making yourself get up, go study or do these things like, you have to make it happen. After the interview, I thanked Asia for coming out and taking the time out of her life and her day to come sit down and talk with me to give me this information to give to you guys. What you just heard was everything from her, real, raw, uncut. This is Lamar Griffin. Let's talk more do. Episode one. Thanks for stopping by.